Hello, everybody. This is Sasha. Welcome to the Wild and Sacred podcast. And I am so happy today to have with me somebody that I hold so close to my heart. You can just see my smile. I'm the happiest person in the world to talk with her. She's the sweetest, uh, most gentle person that I know. She she is kind of uh, this magical bard. Like she can transport you into a world of histories, into a world of magic, just with her voice and her account of stories and how she connects to them. So welcome Moira to this to this podcast. She is a love coach and oh my God. You're going to love her as much as I do. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me and having me, Sasha. I'm equally delighted to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Moira and I are colleagues. Uh, and one of the things, um, colleagues, <laughs> sorry for my pronunciation, and one of the things that got us together the most was our love for stories, storytelling, myths, uh, fairy tales. And she just said one phrase that uh, totally shook me, uh, made me uh, fall in love even more with her work, which is that we are all stories. Uh, I just love that so much. Yeah. I think, Sasha, that um, sharing our stories is one of the oldest, oldest things that we do. And whenever we get together, we say, how are you? And it's an invitation to share a story of that moment in time. And so whenever we come together as people, what we're doing is sharing our stories. And we're sharing stories of our lives. And we're asking for support, we're sharing joy, we're sharing every single thing that comes. And when we share our stories, we can get stuck sometimes in a pattern of a story. So we can decide that a story is um, a bad story and we can fall into different roles in our stories. And what I love to do is to reinvent those stories and rebirth them for people so that we don't have to stay in that same story that goes round and round and round and keeps us locked in a pattern. So we can use stories to free ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this, um, this phrase like Dr. Clarissa Pincola is this, um, stories are maps, map roads to the soul roadmaps to the soul. Sorry, my English today is off. <laughs> Our stories are roadmaps to the soul. So I really find that as well. It's like we can see a whole story happening in front of us and the way in which we direct our attention, this, the way in which we tell this story can totally shift our understanding of the situation and where we go from there. Yes, yes, and, and some of us um, love to elaborate. <laughs> yes. Some of us will take a story and, you know, turn it into something absolutely magnificent. Uh, I tend to do that with my stories, and I have my children sitting around me going, no, 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 mum, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that. Uh, sometimes they've even said to me about stories where I've been the mother, kind of like looking after them, 
um, and, and, I, and they all had accidents and I used to have to run them to hospital and stuff. And they would say, that's not your story, mum. That's not your story. And I'm going, it is. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the hero of this story. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. I love that. You, you're reclaiming your story and becoming the hero of your story. That's, that's what life is about. Reclaiming our stories and making them an epic story. Like Doctor Who said in one, in one episode, where all the stories make sure it's a good one. Yes. <laughs> and knowing that we are the hero of our stories, because we are, we are the person, we are the spirit having this journey in life. And, you know, people think of the word of spirit as, oh, spirituality or something like that. But it is really just simply our journey through life. It's, it's each of us. And uh, so uh, we are the hero of our journey. And when we bring ourselves center stage with love and say, I am the hero of my journey because there is nobody else. There is no knight in shining armor to rescue me. There is, you know, nobody else. I am my knight in shine, shining armor. I am my wicked witch. I am all these things. Um, when my children were little, I used to make them the heroes of their journeys. Mm. So I would sit the four of them in the bath. I had four all at, you know, all at pretty much at the same time. <laughs> and, and I'd have them all in the bath and each one would get to be the hero of the day um, so that they were raised imagining that they were the hero. So even if it was really some, something simple, you know, that they had shared a biscuit, you know, they were the hero because somebody hadn't had a biscuit and they had snapped their biscuit in half and shared it. So mm -hmm. it said they were the hero and they were the hero of kindness. So I used to do that with my children in the bath as well. And I think it's a really, really lovely thing. I think a lot of the kind of mothering that I did, I bring to my coaching because I bring that tender love to, to the coaching. Yeah, oh, I love that so much, so, so, so much. That's something I used to do with my kids as well, but in bed. I would, uh, sometimes I would read them a story, but most of the time I would make one up, just as it went. And some of them were so epic that they still remember. They would usually, like we all have our old story style. My stories were usually, a little bit musical, so I would sing them a song at the end. Oh, oh lovely! You're lucky children! <laughs> <laughs> and they still repeat the rhymes of the, of the songs that I used to, to sing them, to sing to them with, with the little stories. It's like they, they became uh, immortal. Like there was this character uh, uh, that was a chicken that wanted to become a rooster, but he wasn't ready yet. And and I and I made the whole story about that. Or or there are fairies that come and pick up your crumbles when you eat and you haven't finished your meals, and, and you make a mess. They are eating your crumbles, so you have to say thank you to them. And they just start developing this magical uh, world, and that made them the people that are that are more sensitive to life around them, to the magical world that surrounds them. Yes, and to their magic within as well. 
both both kind of ways. And the lovely, lovely thing about reading to children and sharing stories with them is that you can do it to comfort them. And so when you coach, you can use those kind of tools as well. So you can give people stories to comfort themselves, their own stories. You draw it out of them and they find their own stories to comfort themselves. I remember when my dad was dying and um, he had been taken into hospital with pneumonia and I took in a book of poems that he had read me when I was a child and I had read to my children when they were children. Mm. And I thought he's going to know these as well because he's read them on and off throughout his whole life. And sure enough, he was old and he had pneumonia and he had dementia. And I sat down beside him and I started to read his favorite poems to him. And, um, and it was, yeah, it was really beautiful. And, you know, then the consultant came by and said, oh, I know that book. And then he spoke to me as a person. And so then I got him to speak. Oh, you froze for a little moment. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the, the doctors realized that the doctors knew the stories as well. And so that then got my dad much better care because the doctor then stopped and spoke. And so we then had a deep connection. But what it made me realize was how those stories that he had been given as a child were gifts. Yeah that the stories that we give our children, the stories that we give ourselves are gifts for us to have and to hold all our lives. And that there was this old dying man and these stories gave him comfort. Mm. The thing that gave him comfort was a story, was a story in, in my voice. And, um, and, and he taught me to read. So, I read it with the same kind of intonations that he had given me. And so I felt, I felt in myself how important that was and how important the stories that we have are and the stories that we tell ourselves. Um, I have um, one novel published. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, two other novels. <laughs> written and and i know that i like my stories not i like them with metaphor and analogy so if i was to write a story about a young girl i wouldn't be writing about her being at school and going back and forth to school i would be writing about her being in the forest so she would have to face the same the same difficulties but just in a much more magical environment because these magical environments appeal to me. I don't want to live in the real world in my stories. I want to escape. But even in those other worlds, we have learning, the same learning, the same things that we need to grow. Um, so it's a beautiful thing to be able to take somebody's story and look at it really clearly and go, but we could write it differently. It doesn't have to be this way. And sometimes it just takes me looking in and going, that was really brave. Mm 
that was a really brave thing you did. And they go, was I brave? And you go, yeah, you were brave. You were really, really brave. And being seen and being acknowledged and part of your story is just so beautifully powerful. Especially because when you tell the stories, it all makes sense. Like the whole drama, the whole fear, the whole challenge, the whole process that took you to that place and time, all of a sudden it makes, it makes sense. And when it makes sense as a story, as a whole, one can actually move on into the next stage. One can actually choose wisely because you can see the whole picture. Yes. Yes, you can. And in some ways, stories are also dreams. So, you know, there is a dreamlike quality to a story. Mm -hmm. And so we can, we can make our stories, we can make ourselves more powerful by the stories that we tell. So we can use the archetypes to change it. We can move from a victim in the story into the empress or, you know, the, 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 um, the rebel that changes the world, that fights yeah. for justice. It's a whole archetype. Yes. So we can change it into being a much more, you know, powerful archetype or an archetype that suits us, that's from one of our pack. But, you know, we can take the, 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 the main archetypes and use them to, to see the shadow and to see the gold and look for the gold. And when you take any story that anybody is having trouble with, and normally we get stuck. You know, we get really stuck in a story. How often do we just find our minds going round and round and round, the same thing day and night, day and night, day and night, in and out, in and out. And sometimes we need to stop and say, okay, what is this story? What are the things that we're telling ourselves? And how can we tell it differently? Absolutely. And there are two things that I find particularly important about what you're saying. One is how uh, we repeat the same story. And I think that's when we don't understand that we are repeating the same story. The characters might change, but the patterns are the same. By yes. the, the person that was, uh, that, that, abused you or that was this way or the other we uh, and we leave that person and then comes another character and starts behaving in the very same way because we haven't seen the pattern because we haven't seen the story and therefore we cannot move into what the hero does next right like once yeah. you see the story you can you can take the next step as a hero and you can actually move forward in the story. Otherwise, it's just repeating itself in a loop. Yes. And when we repeat in a loop, we, when we say the same thing in a loop, because it's our thoughts that are saying the same thing. Um, I am, I, we're, I'm, a, I'm a fully girl family. So I'm one of five daughters. And between us, five women, we have 11 granddaughters. Wow. And um, <laughs> I was at the birth of the third, the third, the third daughter was having a child and me and the fifth were, were there. And my, my sister kept saying, you know, we were waiting for this baby to be born. And my sister was with me and she must have said every second word was, 
oh, I'm so silly and what, you know, oh, I'm so stupid and, you know, what a silly thing I am and everything. So the story she was telling herself was that she was an idiot over and over and over again. I mean, she was repeating it three times a minute, three times a minute. And I said to her, Catherine, do, 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 you, do you know that you do that? And uh, she went, oh, but, you know, I couldn't say that I'm big or anything. And I said, but you don't have to start there. You just start where you are. And starting where you are is saying, not saying that anymore. I said, you don't have to go into saying I'm magnificent. We can do it in steps. <laughs> we don't have to take, we don't have to leap across the chasm or walk over the invisible bridge trusting life straight away we can just put one foot out and feel our way and go okay that feels good that that feels like a better story inside me i i can put one foot on the invisible bridge and just keep one foot on the land and i can stop saying instead of saying three times a minute that i'm rubbish i'll just i'll just say it once a minute <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like one step to the front uh, and then another and then another and sometimes you give a step back but you already moved two steps before giving the step back. Yes, yes. And so, but once, you know, it's like there is a saying, I don't know who said it, but they said once an idea is out of its box, you can't go back in the box. Once the idea is out of the box, it's out there. So once you've given somebody an empowering story, you've listened and you've, you've said, have you thought about it this way? Mm -hmm. And they become the hero of that story. They, you can't take that away from them. They've heard it. They know. You can't, you can't subtract it. It's always there for them to think when they're telling the negative story. Even if it's once in every eight times, they tell themselves the good story. That's a movement, one out of eight. That's brilliant. Totally, totally. And I was just thinking about uh, how ever since the beginning of time, we always got, to, got together to tell stories because they are the first language of the brain. Like the brain understands in symbols. It knows the language of symbols. It knows the language of stories and symbols and, and give a story to every symbol and they become universal and they become something we repeat and so we get stories that are personal and the stories that are cultural that are about the mythology that we tell one another about our country about our nation about our family and how these stories have such a heavy weight on the decisions that we make uh, every day and the reality that we decide to, um, to perceive, not to create, because uh, th there are nuances to that that are out of our control, but, but to perceive the things that we choose to pay more attention to, how they change according to the mythology that we start making our own around our own life. Like, I, as a Mexican, have heard the mythology of Mexicans not being able to succeed because we are always attacking one another. As women, 
the mythology of women being terrible, uh, um, what's the word, Arpias, it's like these uh, Greek creatures that attack one another. Uh, like this story, when I changed the story and I decided that I could live in sisterhood, love my sisters, support one another, that women were not meant to be attacking one another. When I changed that piece of the story, that piece of the mythology of women, I recognized that there was a bigger mythology that said that women could hold each other support each other, empower each other. And I decided to go for that story and to leave behind the other one. Yes, yes. Well, leaving behind stories that no longer serve is, is, is absolutely crucial. And, you know, when we, when we think about stories, there are, there are different stories. So there are, as a writer as well, as a writer, there are, there are two main kind of ways of writing. So some people write about what is or what has been. So they write, they write about that. And other people envisage a future. Um, what was it Toni Morrison said? Toni Morrison said something amazing about when times got difficult, when times became difficult and challenged, challenging, it was time for artists and creative people to get to work. Mm. Because it was time for us as creative people to imagine a new future. So it's not just... It, you know, I mean, it's huge. It goes up and up and up, but it, it's, it's not saying, it's saying, okay, we, that story's gone. We don't want that story anymore. But what is the new story? Because we need one to replace it. We need something that will lead us forward into the dream. We need to be taken into the dream. We need to imagine a future that's full and rich and kind and sharing and we need to come into ourselves, into our own and individual truth in order to live that story ourselves. So to be the role model of that story and the magic is when each one of us, I do it and you do it and she does it and she does it and she does it and we form the bond and we're linking across the world and then we have that story coming together. We have that story coming in truth. And, you know, I hear so many people spend so much time discussing things and going nowhere and saying, oh, we should save the planet or we should do this. And I'm thinking, start at home. <laughs> start where you are. Start with your own story of who you are. Live your truth. Let your truth influence the person beside you and the person beside you, let it, let it spread. There's a very beautiful poem by Sylvia Plath called Mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And the mushrooms come up and they slowly take over the world. They slowly take over the world. Um, they push their way through, they're invisible, they're quiet, they're soft, they're gentle. And so for me, the story is that I am this quiet, gentle rebel my story is that the life that i lead in pleasure serving women is a radical life but i am a mushroom pushing up just through the undergrowth of the forest with all the mushrooms beside me and the poem ends with slowly we will inherit the earth so we will bring the earth back to the matriarchy, 
by living our truth this way. So as a storyteller, as a healer, as a guide, this is, this is where my love comes in. This is me holding this love, holding people in love. And when I look at people, I see them with great love. So I see their stories with great love. And we just saw that uh, during the COVID, uh, especially in the beginning, the first months, uh, how it was the artists that took over, that shared our work somehow to the world. Uh, you were reading stories on YouTube, which was so delightful to just witness. I could share, I could share them with my children and, and with people around. Uh, there was people dancing. There was people, uh, I guided rituals that were rites of passage, where we were uh, reclaiming this, going into the forest and greeting these goddess that teaches us how to survive and to and to bring back like the circle of life and death and uh, we started telling stories yeah. through our bodies through our rituals through our magic through the way which we knew best yes because that that was just our calling that's the time for us to invent a new world yes and our bodies tell stories as well. You know, our bodies tell stories, our tight jaws, the tension down the back of our necks tell stories. Um, our faces tell the stories of our broken hearts. Um, we can dance, you know, we can move our hands. We can use our hands to, to, to tell a story of love on somebody else or on ourselves. We can use them to, deeply express grief or sadness or anger so we can let the stories flow through our bodies as we express them and we reinvent them and we claim the emotions for ourselves yeah i, I mean i love stories too and i agree deeply our bodies tell stories i have noticed with deep um Oh my God, it's not sadness. It's like this sense of compassion. When I see women of, of age uh, broken uh, with, their, with their backs, like, like totally bent and walking like that, uh, you can see the weight of the gears, the weight of their stories on their back. Yes. And the first thought that comes to mind is how many stories these, these brave women have held have held in their in their backs on their backs yes how many untold stories how many uncried tears how many moments that they didn't claim or how many things they had to do to survive so their bodies are like this compilation of a huge lifetime of wisdom sorrow uh, happiness all together I know and something about them has closed as well. You know, um, what saddens me is, is when people choose to be what they imagine is safe. And of course, there is no safe. There is closing us down, which can feel safe. And I call it the comfortable, uncomfortable place. Um, um, because we are very uncomfortable there, but we know it. And so we stay there. 
and we close ourselves to other experiences um, and that's 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 sad um, and it but it takes you know living takes courage that's why we have a hero through the journey because just to live takes courage you know to to raise four children um, you know for me I raised four children on my own and you know that's 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 just a small woman in Scotland. That's a courageous story to raise four women to dance in the rain outside, to say, come on girls, it's raining. Let's go and run around the garden screaming in the rain. Wow. Let's swim in the sea until the sun goes down. You know, to raise your children with that sense of innate freedom. It takes courage to live and it takes courage from a place of, trying to juggle so many different things to come back to that um, so yes so i you know i'm divorced so i could say oh you know that that i'm a victim and, and that broke me but i knew immediately that was not going to be my story my story was one of somebody that thrived so um yeah, as the divorce was going through, I, I wrote a novel and got it published. And, um, and I've written two more and had stories and poems and all sorts of things published. And um, the day we went into lockdown, the day before lockdown, we were due to go into lockdown on the Saturday. And on the Friday night, I had my first piece of art in an art exhibition. And I was like, oh, that's completely... You know, I had never imagined that would happen. So I love to think that, you know, that my story shows on me, the story of my thriving after my trauma shows on me, not the rest. And that that's possible, you know, that's possible. And I live that and I walk that um, and that's possible. Mm, I love that so much. Oh my God, I love that. Well, one question that I that I always ask, um, well, not always, but that I have asked my kids and, and the people around me is, if you were a movie or a book, what kind of, of gender would you be? What kind of a story would you be telling? And I realized that there's people that immediately go for drama or for, and, and that's pretty much the way they are choosing to live. And the people that go for something heroic or something passionate, that's the way they choose to perceive life. Yeah. And the people that choose to have a magical comedy, <laughs> that's the way which we choose to see life. It's yeah. like everything, we, we might be going, oh my God, I'm sorry for the noise, I hope it's not loud. We might be going through the same circumstances. You and another person and another person and me, but the gender of the author that is writing that story changes the whole story being told. Yes. Yes. So gender would be your story or your book? Yes. And yes, it would. And I mean, if I was to have a story, I would, I, you know, my... <laughs> My, my, my last book was called Mythic Surrealism and because it's all about 
Forest and they actually said that my book was genre busting, that there, there wasn't anything else quite like it, that I was just truly myself. Um, but yes, if I was to have a movie, immediately I imagined a ship in the clouds and um, a magical forest beneath. And, um, you know, one of my dreams that I dream a lot is to have a tree house in a woodland of my own, a whole sort of self-sufficient tree house in a woodland so that it had, you know, solar panels and I could just be there and I didn't need the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I could go and be in this sort of self-sustaining house in a forest. I love it. Oh, I love that so much. My my dream is just a house near the near the ocean, but in a beautiful hill near the ocean. Uh, I just learned from you that it's not quite a mountain, but more like a hill. So <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. so beautiful to have that that castle-like uh, cabin, uh, like this small, small construction with my animals, with my, with, uh, because I'm always surrounded by animals. <laughs> you are always surrounded by animals. So am I. I have two cats and a dog at the moment. Um, but when my children were little, we had hens and guinea pigs and um, geckos and hamsters and oh goodness me the house was just awash with animals <laughs> yeah pretty much like this but with cats it's like yes i know it's coming in and out and birds and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean i love i love the birds that i've got here i love seeing the birds you know if if i'm ever stuck i can just go outside and listen to the birds singing and it's magical to hear the birds singing here. I think that the one thing that could make my story very peculiar would be the the musical numbers in between. Like you would be able to see people just dancing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that would be brilliant. I would love that, except I can't sing. And so um, I, I'm cautious about putting a musical number in my own story in case somebody asks me to sing it. <laughs> uh, um, my youngest child is trying to teach me to sing. So she's been trying to get me to change my story around singing because my story says that I am not a very good singer. And so she's been getting me to change change that for myself. So okay. yeah, so there are little stories inside big stories, and it's like it's like one of those um, Russian dolls, isn't it? Where you've got all the dolls inside the other, and um, we think we think we've cleaned up a whole heap of stories, and then somebody we say something, and somebody goes, "Oh, that's insightful," and you think. Oh, yeah, so it is. That's my story. That's my story about them. And I can change my story about them. I can change my relationship with somebody by telling myself a different story. You know? I mean, how many women complain about their husbands, complain about men, moan and moan and moan about men. And actually, the, if you just changed the story and you thought of all the things that were good about that man, he would start to feel really good about himself. <laughs> because all he really wants to do is be your hero. I mean, that is actually what a man wants. Um, and, and, uh, and, 
And if, if you make him that, then he will give you everything you want. But we keep uh, whipping them to get to get what we want. And it, it doesn't it doesn't work. Many, many, many times, of course, it's not like like this all the time. There are cases when not, not all not all men are heroes, some are villains. So, and not all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. In an ordinary relationship, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I've been with villains, <laughs> and there would be no point in doing anything. You just need to watch it and go. I need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and yourself yeah. power. Yes, yeah. There's no point in in doing it with that. But if you're more or less happy. <laughs> Absolutely. But even even when we're more or less happy with somebody, we can still you still hear people complaining about them. They could be happily married, but still complaining, and that's a that's a more curious thing. You know, if your relationship is really bad and you're with a really bad person, then of course you must just get out. But really, I'm, I was talking about people who are mostly happy and still complain. Yes, what's that? <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's important to reclaim your story. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for this time, my beautiful Moira. You just make me so happy. Just seeing you fits my soul. It makes me so, so, so happy. You transport me to this world of magic right away. Just your voice and your presence. You have me like I could be hearing you for hours just like this. oh well thank you so much Sasha I was really looking forward to coming on with you when you said you were going to do this I thought oh I would so much love to be there with Sasha thank you so much and please guys check out uh, Moira's page Moira's um, social media and do you still have um, or do you have plans for a new creative writing course Yes, I'm doing creative writing. I've got a page, a, a Facebook page called Finding Your Muse, and I'm actually doing creative writing tomorrow night. So I do it every second Thursday night. Yeah. Beautiful, it's beautiful. Thursday night Scotland, which is about 11 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so that you can too learn how to tell your own story with magic and beauty if that changes life. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sasha. Thank you. Before I before I leave the call, I just wanted to remind everybody to check out also my page, my uh, Journey Love Circle, because that's also a ritual where we get together as women into the the magical circle where we connect every full moon or around the full moon to connect to our power, to connect to our pleasure to tell a story. I guide the, I guide the program, uh, I guide the practice through a story. We go through different stories, the story of the goddess of the earth, the goddess of the moon, uh, the goddess of fire, the goddess of water. And with each story, there's a particular flavor that we approach and that we get nourishment from. So make sure that you check out my journey of circles because that there's always a beautiful story and magical uh, my magical reenactment of the story that we 